Hello, homemakers. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy as a Homemaker podcast. I am Chandler. Today is an interesting day, and I might sound a little funny because this morning I had to get two of my wisdom teeth taken out. Yes, I did not get my wisdom teeth out when it was recommended to me when I was 17. And 10 years later, over 10 years later, I am here dealing with the consequences, and I have been so humbled throughout this process. Um, I got the last two out this morning, and I was just thinking, even last night, I am so, I mean, you all know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I am more of a natural-minded mom. I had home birth, um, I had an unmedicated hospital birth, I, you know, trend toward that way, but in a lot of books that I've read of from wise mamas, especially um, Rachel Jankovic, who I talk about a lot, she's very inspiring to me, and I'm actually reading some of her mother's books, Nancy Wilson's, she talks a lot about this as well. Um, it's important not to identify with these things, because it, it, and, and you'll know if you do. And I think that I have definitely struggled with this in the past. It's like, oh, well, I'm a crunchy mama. Like I'm a natural hippie, you know, hippie dippy mama. Like I can't, I can't do that. You know, and we start becoming like really overly stressed and legalistic about things. And it's really a nice relaxing approach to pray about everything, every decision, to not identify one way or another, and to just treat each situation, obviously, to be knowledgeable and educated and not be afraid to ask questions. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people, just because you ask questions or think a little bit differently, like you are put in that box of like, oh, she's a crazy country mama. But it's just been a really eye-opening process for me. Like, okay, I don't have to deny <laughs> all medicine just because I am a natural birther, <laughs> you know? And I never did. Like, you know, after both of my um, births, I needed Pitocin um, to stop hemorrhaging, um, you know? And so that can be frustrating is that people think that you're just like this medicine denier and that you are just anti-medicine. It's like, well, no, you know, I, we, you know, I think we just need to steward it all. We all need to make our own decisions, you know, and obviously with the help of our doctors and all of those things. But anyway, it's just been a really, um, humbling experience for me having to get my teeth taken out and uh, having to go on antibiotics and do all of those things, you know, and really just trusting in my dentists. And, you know, I picked really great ones. They're biological dentists. Um, so they're kind of a, a middle ground. Um, but anyway, so if I'm talking funny or like, yeah, if I just sound funny, it's because my mouth really hurts. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I know this episode is a bit of a stretch um, because I know not all of you or maybe even most of you might not be interested in sewing, but I've gotten enough comments on Instagram. I've been sharing here and there some of my sewing projects and I've gotten enough comments and questions and I just want people to know that 
if you want to learn how to sew, you can do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even if you think you don't, you might want to listen to this episode because there are some reasons I think that people need to know about sewing. It's a very practical skill slash hobby. But I also want to say the caveat that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying in order to be the perfect traditional homemaker, you must sew. Like, I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea. Again, these modern times are absolutely a blessing. We live in a world where we don't, we don't have to make our own clothes. Most of us don't have to make our own clothes. Heck, I was talking to my husband's grandmother who, when um, her, her girls were young, they went, at the time, it actually was cheaper for her to make their clothes. And she would, she would make all of her girls dresses. Um, and she was telling me about how interesting it is now, how really after the costs of fabric and patterns and all of that, it really isn't that much cheaper, if at all, you know, depending on, um, what you're making. Now I'm going to go over, um, either here or on Patreon. This episode might be a little long, so I think I'm going to finish it over on Patreon and kind of get more practical on Patreon. But um, there are ways to make it super affordable and cheap. And that's one of the main points that I'm going to get into. Um, but yeah, um, one thing I want to touch on is you'll notice, let's see, today is, okay, so today's the 19th. It's Wednesday. I'm going to go ahead and post this. I really appreciate your patience. Um I also, I'm really sorry for that noise. My washer is super loud um, and I'm just filming in the kitchen. So, um, gosh, that's really loud. I hope it doesn't bother you all. Um, okay, what I was saying is, yes. So I appreciate your patience with um, my sporadic posting schedule and I'm feeling really good in a good place and I think I'm ready to kind of pursue this a little bit more regularly. Um, I want to say never underestimate the power of a hiatus. Now, sometimes when we're feeling unmo unmotivated and not creative, I think it can be really good to push through that. Like I, what I have often found is, um, action, taking action actually really helps with motivation but then there's this side of feeling burnt out and that's kind of where I felt with this for a while. I was feeling burnt out and for me, when I feel burnt out, I really need time just to do nothing. <laughs> like as maybe, I don't know if that sounds lazy, um, but I think that's, it's restful. I think it's, it's good. It was a good need. Um, I needed more time to just sit with my kids and I still need this time. Absolutely. Um, but I, I just felt burnt out. I was like, I just want to sit with my kids in the sun and play with them. I don't want to worry about all of these things, you know? And so that's where I was and I'm feeling a lot better. And, um, I think I'm ready to start posting weekly. I think. 
and um, kicking things up a notch. So anyway, that's where we're at. However, next week I am going to the beach. So we'll see if I can record and post something for next week because I have so many, I appreciate, I posted, um, I wanted some ideas and questions from you all, and I got a lot of really good responses, so I have the ideas, it's just a matter of putting the episode together and recording, so anyway, this episode's going to be long enough, let's go ahead and get into it, actually, I'll try to keep it short, because I really want to be respectful of your time, okay, so like I said, you don't have to sew to be a good homemaker, but like I was saying, a lot of you have messaged me one way or another and been like, wow, you know, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. Or how hard is that to do? You know, I, I know very little about sewing or, you know, you're so talented, even that. And I'm like, I am not talented. Like I promise you sewing is very easy. And again, if you have zero desire to learn, that's fine too. You might want to listen and put this in your back pocket for someday. I have a lot of things where, and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing about being a young homemaker is um, even though I get sad that, you know, one day I'm not going to have my little babies and I'm not going to have like their diapers to change and doing all the little things. Um, it makes me really sad. Um, but what perks me up a little bit is like, okay, I'm going to have, you know, in those frustrating moments of like, I never have time to do anything, you know, that I want to do. Well, one day I will. And, you know, that will be a fun time in itself. So, um, yeah, you might want to put this in your back pocket for someday. Um, or something like it, you know, I really hope to learn how to knit or crochet one day, but we don't have to do it all right now is what I'm saying. And, uh, you might not have time or you might not care to make the time. So sewing, I'm so passionate about sewing. It has opened so many creative doors for me. Um, particularly in terms of decor, gift giving and dressing myself and my children. So these are my three tips or points that I'm going to talk about in the episode because I think these are very crucial aspects of homemaking and we can often feel very limited if we are living on one income. Like I'm not saying anything about how much your husband makes. It it really in this economy in this day your husband might be making six figures and it might still be really hard for you to um, buy things that aren't necessary. Like depending on, you know, if you're homeschooling your kids or maybe you're paying for private school or, um, you know, life is just expensive. Uh, gas is expensive. Food is so expensive. All of these things, you know, I don't know your debt situations. Like it, it, Living on one income is really hard, um, and it doesn't necessarily, obviously, like, if your husband makes millions of dollars a year, you know, but, like, it doesn't necessarily matter how much or how little um, your husband makes. it. And for a long time, I felt very um, limited, and I really didn't put a lot of thought into decorating my home, and that whole, like, kind of realm of homemaking really stressed me out because I would go on Pinterest 
and I would sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll. And I would just feel depressed because I felt like I can't do any of these things because like I can't afford to buy any of these things. You know, um, I felt like my house had to, had to look like just a thrifty house because all I could afford was things from the thrift store, you know? And, um, recently I have learned so much. I've been spending time on, on, uh, Pinterest, Pinterest and feeling very inspired because I can sew and like fabric really can transform your home curtains. Um, the biggest thing is, um, like drop cloth. You can do so much with drop cloth. You can bleach it. You can dye it. It's super cheap. You can make beautiful curtains. You can make, um, I just finished making an ottoman cover. I'm going to, um, make a slip cover for one of our chairs. You can make pillows, um, patio cushions. You can do so much. You can, you can take an ugly chair that was given to you. I have like three or four chairs in our house that are quite ugly that I plan on covering with drop cloth. And I'm so excited um, because it it truly transforms. I'm going to post on Instagram um, and then I'll, I might post some more stuff on Patreon, some um, different like resources and things. That's really where I'm going to start talking about like the how to, how to sew. You know, um, I'm not going to like walk you through like threading a sewing machine, but like some, some tips on like how to get started and stuff like that as far as like obtaining a sewing machine and all of that. Um, but yeah, if you are feeling kind of limited in terms of home decor, I really recommend sewing. Now, obviously like any hobby, there's startup cost. Um, the sewing machine, I'm going to talk about this more on Patreon, but, um, if, if you, okay, so I was gifted a sewing machine. I understand that is a tremendous blessing. And yes, you could always ask for one for Christmas or something like that. Um, you could also, what I was going to do, um, and I do have a pretty close relationship with my husband's grandma. She actually has really bad arthritis. She just turned 90 and she cannot sew anymore. And which is even more motivating to me. I'm like, wow, there might come a day where I can't use my hands. I want to sew. I want to learn how to sew. I want to learn how to embroider. I want to learn how to knit because there might come a day where I can't anymore, you know? And so I don't know. I'm just really hungry to learn and know how to do all these things with my hands. And I just, that is one of those things like sitting down and recording or writing is really hard for me. I am someone who likes to do, I like to clean. I like to organize. I like to, um, make things like, like sitting down and reading is super hard for me sitting down and recording and writing, um, and like doing things like that. Um, different, like calling the doctor and, and kind of administrative stuff like that is so hard for me. I'm just such a doer. Um, but anyway, so anyway, all that to say, I was going to ask her for my machine and, or for her machine. And I know she would have given it to me. Um, so if you know, um, an older person, like, and you kind of feel 
like it wouldn't be rude or overstepping. You could eat, obviously you could offer to buy it, say, you know, and they might just give it to you. If they don't use it anymore, if it's just up there collecting dust, and then you might get some free sewing lessons out of it too. So, um, anyway, that's my, that's my one tip on that. But we're, we're talking about the why today, the why you ought to learn how to sew if you want to. Okay. Um, so yes, home decor is huge. Um, okay. So the other one, um, oh, well, I was going to touch one more thing about home decor. So what actually prompted me to learn, like really learn how to sew. And this ties into having a limited budget as well, because we often see having a limited budget as a limitation. Um, but I want you to think about most of you are on board or understand the idea that our kids shouldn't be sitting in front of a TV all day or the iPad, you know, it's debatable how much, if at all, but like most of us, we all agree, like they should not be sitting in front of that TV all day. It's not good for them. Or they should not have a room that is filled to the ceiling with toys, right? Now, let's explore why. It's because it's uh, like it limits their creativity, right? So the more and more I grow as a parent, the more and more I realize that I am a child or like toddlers and adults really aren't all that different in a lot of ways, you know, and um, I, I really feel like having limited resources has really forced me into being super creative, right? Um, so uh, we, we got, I think it was like a Mother's Day gift or a birthday gift or something. My husband got me this beautiful like farmhouse swing for our front porch and I just love it. And it's custom made so I would have to buy a custom made cushion for it and it was going to cost like, I don't remember how much, $100 or more. And I I knew the very, very basics. I had the sewing machine that my grandma bought me. I knew the very, very basics of sewing, like hardly anything at all. But I set out to make a cushion. And because, because I was like, I know that I could make it for half price, if not less than that. I know how that that would be so easy. You know, there's a million tutorials on a porch swing cushion. And um, yeah, so I, that was kind of my, that's kind of my story of, you know, and it was very slow, you know, after that, I think I put it back away and like I was pregnant and, you know, all these things. But um, in the last like six months, I've really, um, I've learned how to make dresses and like little stuffed animals and I've learned how to mend things and turn like that's the fun thing too is like you can get really scrappy with you can buy um, some like old sheets pr pretty sheets that you see at a thrift store for a couple dollars and turn them into um, pillows or curtains or a dress for yourself or your daughter like it's so fun okay so anyway I was going to talk about gift giving. So gift giving is, I think, a really important skill. Yes, I do think it's a skill. I think that um, we often like classify ourselves as like, I'm not a good gift giver or I'm a really good gift giver. And I think that, yes, some people are just naturally better at giving gifts. Um, I have not always been the best gift giver and that's something that I'm working on. Um, 
especially because, yeah, I've always kind of had that limited budget. Like, but that's the thing too, you know, when we go back to our limited resources, um, kind of forcing us to be creative and to see them as good things um, and blessings is, you, yeah, I can't just go out and buy every one of my family members. Like I can't just go to TJ Maxx and spend 50 to $100 on every single one of them and get them a little, you know, cutesy sign or a little like whatever, something that a candle, you know, or something that like they're just they, you know, they might appreciate, but instead, like I have had to make, like, there have been some years where like, I just didn't have choice. I was like, I can't afford to get all these people gifts. I have to make them bread or I'm going to have to make them. I've done like infused honey before. Um, I've made like body products. Um, what else have I done? My, well, my, one of my first sewing things was like little handkerchiefs. And I made little flannel handkerchiefs for the men and I would like embroider a little something on them. Um, but now like this year, I'm actually already starting. I think I'm going to do a podcast on this. I've already started planning Christmas gifts because I plan on doing so many homemade gifts. Like I plan on making someone a quilt and um, little like tote bags. And there's just so many different things you can do for pennies. Like, I mean, truly, uh, you can just take... I mean, seriously, before I give away a bag of clothes to Goodwill, I go through it and make sure that it's like not something that I could turn into something else really easily. Um, like a dress for my daughter or I don't really make a ton of clothes for my son. It's just not as fun. Um, but to, you know, maybe something for me, or you could turn something into a dish towel or a little stuffed animal toy or something like that. Coasters, like there's so many things you can do. And they make such cute gifts. So I really do think that learning how to sew or um, a skill like that, it's gonna, it's going to allow you to give really thoughtful um, gifts, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, you know. And what I like about homemade gifts too is like you're not only giving someone a gift, like a gift of um, just something, you know, maybe practical you know, um, or cute or whatever. Uh, but it's also like you're giving them your time, you know, like how special is it to get a gift? Um, my husband's cousin's girlfriend, <laughs> she every year, pretty much every year, like gives my daughter a beautiful little like crochet, um, stuffed animal. And I just think it's so sweet. It's like that took you time. Like you, took your time, you spent time out of your day and you made something for my daughter. You know, how cool is that? And not everyone's going to see it that way. You kind of have to know your audience. There are some people in our family where I know they really just want you to get something from their list and that's fine, you know? Um, but some people really appreciate a homemade gift, especially if it's something that's like practical that they're going to use, you know? Um, so yeah. Okay. So the last one is clothing. Um, so this is really particular in terms of, um, 
like exploring my femininity. Now, I've talked about this on Instagram a little bit. I am and have always been, I'm a little less since I have had children. It's funny how your body kind of changes. But especially when I was like a teenager, I was like such a pear, a pear shape. And I, you know, I have like a very small waist and a, like larger hips. And it was always in very small like shoulders. And it was always so hard for me to find clothes. And I remember, you know, the the kind of modern styles are a little bit more tailored to like apple shapes where they're kind of bigger up top and they cover up a tummy. Um, and then they really like show off um, the bum and the legs. And for me, it just, it didn't accentuate the proper area. So I just ended up looking big, like all over, if that makes sense. And over time in my femininity journey, I've learned Oh, like there's not, you know, cause I'm, I'm a pretty like healthy weight, you know, like I'm, I'm just kind of a normal weight and, um, I'm tallish, you know, I'm five, seven and I feel like I'm pretty thin. Like my, t my stomach is flat, but I would put on these clothes and I'd be like, why do I look big? Like, why do I look like a box? You know? And I've learned it's like, Oh, it's because I need clothes that emphasize the right areas. And that can be really hard to find. And so, and I also, um, in observing like different actresses and things, and I remember being like, well, she's, you know, kind of the same size as me. Why does she look so good? Like, why does she look so put together and like her clothes were made for her? And I learned, oh, it's because they actually were, they were tailored to fit. Um, you know, I've been slowly like putting on different things in my wardrobe. And I've kind of learned how to um, take in like tunics and dresses just a little bit in the waist and kind of like in the arm area so that they fit a little bit better up there. And then they kind of A-line over my hips and it just makes such a difference. And it's such a skill to be able to learn how to dress for your shape. This has taken me a very, very long time, but sewing has really helped me to do that on a budget. Um, and I just really recommend it. It's something I'm really excited to be able to show my daughter when she kind of, you know, she's only three, but <laughs> when she becomes um, a woman is, and it's fun and it's really freed me from feeling like whenever I would go to the dressing room and try clothes on and think like, oh, like none of these clothes look good on me. I must have like a horrible body. And there is, of course, some, there are things, you know, I definitely need to, uh, I don't need to lose weight, but I need to, um, I would really like to put on a little more muscle. Um, but, and, and sometimes it's true. Like there have been times where I'm like, man, I really need to lose some weight. Um, but I'm not, I, I don't need to lose weight now. I know that. And it's really freeing to realize like, oh, these clothes just don't fit me well. Like it's not necessarily me, you know, it's the clothes. And um, it's fun too to go to a thrift store and to try something on and be like, oh, this is so pretty. And I used to, you know, if it just didn't fit right, like, oh, like I just, 
it just doesn't fit right. I'd have to put it back. But now I can be like, oh, like I just need to take this in a little bit and it'll look super cute on me. Or if it's, um, I just bought a dress, but it's like way too short. Like I would never wear it out. Um, and so I'm going to turn it into a shirt and I'm super excited because it's super pretty. It's like a peasant style, um, like floral shirt. And I just really like it. Um, and it's very easy, you guys. I'm going to talk, you girls, um, I'm going to talk about how um, I have I have some good tips, I think. And I promise you, I am not talented. Like I simply just decided I wanted to learn. I do have a little background um, that I learned from my grandma. She would teach me some things here and there, but like not really. And uh, I mean, very, very little. Um, and I'll talk about all of that over on Patreon. I'll leave a link below to that. Um, but I hope this episode was encouraging to you and helpful to you and not too, too niche. Um, like I said, maybe this is you're not in a time where you want to or can learn how to sew, but maybe one day, you know? Um, and even if, even if it doesn't make your heart just sing with joy, like it does for me, it can still be a really good thing to learn how to do. Like at least learn how to sew a button. Um, because that's another thing. I have found so many cute things at the thrift store that are simply missing a button. And like, if you knew how I used to think, oh, well, I can't sew a button. It's so easy. I promise you. Um, YouTube is such an amazing place to learn stuff like that. But anyway, I'm going to let you all go and I hope that you are doing well. And I look forward to talking to you all soon.